0: All raise your hand if you know Jesus Christ and you've received him as your Lord and Savior. You have been made righteous in his sight. Amen. And so this is talking about the path of the righteous, the path that we are to live. Proverbs 4.18 says this, and this is the scripture that's been coming to me all week. And so I began to meditate on it and study on it. And really, it's, like I said, a following message for last week. Proverbs 18 says, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun, and it grows brighter and brighter till the light of day. So... As you, basically, James 4, 8, as you draw close to God, as you walk this path of righteousness, and the way to draw closer to God, obviously, is to live right, to live to please him. Um, And as you draw close to him, he draws close to you. I like what Rondale said um, about the glory of God coming on us, like Moses. And why did that happen? It was because Moses was fellowshipping face-to-face with God. And that's what we talked about last week is the, the bar that the Lord set when he created Adam and Eve in the garden. He created them to have this one-on-one fellowship. And what broke that? Jesus, the Lord, would come to him in the cool of the day and walk and talk with him. That's what God had intended for man to have, that kind of fellowship. That was the bar God set. And then later on in the scripture, you know, we, got, we know sin got in there, and they got kicked out of the garden. And, and you really, that's an example of what sin does to us. That's an example of what the breaking of fellowship does in our lives. It's a hindrance to the abundant life that God wants for us. Um, but the Lord is showing us today through the word of God that the path, if you want that kind of restored fellowship, the path is righteousness. Amen? And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are made righteous. We're like Adam who was created. We have, you know, the past is gone and the new has begun. And so now we're made righteous in the sight of God and we're supposed to live a path of righteousness, a path that pleases the Lord. And I'm going to show you that from the word of God. So fellowshipping with the Father is a place of closeness, of intimacy, of um, intimacy and we can see that through the word of god you know we talked about last week moses adam noah elijah enoch all these men and women they they drew close to god they fellowshiped with god to where god was so pleased with them either he took them <laughs> like enoch or he came and fellowshiped with them face to face or he came and he would walk with them in the cool of the day so god has this Intimate relationship with these men and these women of God, but how many of you know God's no respecter of persons? This is in the word of God as an example for you and I to know that this is possible. This is what God had intended. He never wanted sin on this earth. He never dreamed that people would choose of their own free will to live a life of sin after experiencing face-to-face fellowship with him. So we need, we need to have that, because the Lord spoke to me, and he said, if you would have that kind of fellowship with me, that kind of intimacy with me, you would no longer desire the deeds of the flesh. Galatians 5.16, he says, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. So why would you suddenly not fulfill it? Because you wouldn't even want to give it the time of day, because you don't want anything to break that union. See, Adam and Eve had no idea. I mean, God warned them. And God warns us in the word, but they had no idea what they would be losing out on until it happened. David, however, we talked about him last week, he knew God's presence. He was worshiping the Lord, you know, um, with his harp and worshiping the Lord and singing to the Lord all day long as he watched the sheep. And he had this close fellowship and relationship with him. And the word of God says, humble yourself and God will lift you up. And so he would humble himself before the Lord, worship the Lord, and spend all this time. And all of a sudden, he didn't deserve it, but he gets anointed to be king. Because when you humble yourself before the Lord, God lifts you up, okay? Okay. And so, but somewhere down the road, so he knew that intimacy with the Lord. Somewhere down the road, he allows sin into his life. He allows himself to give in to lust. Then he allows himself to, to try to cover it up and get into murder. He, and I mean, these are extreme situations of sin, but God's putting it out there so that we realize this is sin. And what happens? The presence of God departs from him, and he does not like it not one little bit. And that's the way it should be. We should despise the lack of fellowship with the, God, with the Lord. David cries out to the Lord. He's like, Lord, create in me a clean heart. He's repenting. Renew a right spirit within me. And Lord, please cast me not away from your presence, O oh God restore unto me the joy of your salvation. So he knew the presence of God. He knew that kind of fellowship that he could have. Yet he also, like Adam, allowed sin in and got away from that presence. How many of you, I'm not, it's okay, I'm not going to ask what, but how many of you have been there, you feel like you've had a moment or two in your life where it's like you're outside of that presence and you just want to get back? Okay, I've been there. I was actually talking to my dad about it last night. I'm like, man, I love the presence of God. I love when he's talking to me, when he's showing me things. And when there's like one week where it's not like, you're like, what did I do? Lord, search my heart, clean my heart, <laughs> purify my heart, Lord. Because sometimes it's distraction or sometimes it's sin or whatever. But if we allow God to reveal to us and, and say, Lord, create in me a clean heart, he'll reveal to us. What has gotten us off that path of righteousness? And so that's what we're talking about. If you want to keep that close fellowship with the Father, you need to walk this path that God had laid out. And the reason we see these great and awesome men and women of God walk this walk and have this kind of fellowship is because they walked that path that was laid out for them. And each one of us can have that. Like I said in James 4, 8, as we draw close to God... He draws close to us. This is a path of righteous living. And he doesn't leave us alone to try to fulfill it on our own. He gives us the grace and strength of the Holy Spirit, the power of God. Amen? And we, and the path grows brighter and brighter. Why? Because you're drawing closer and closer to God. He makes it clearer and clearer. And, and the path that leads to darkness is less and less desirable. To follow. So, like Moses, whose face shone after being with God. Throughout the word, God makes really clear that there's a path that he has provided for us to walk on. And so, we're going to talk about that today. Um, what is a path? I'm going to look up, I looked up the definition. It's a, a way or a track laid down for walking or made by continual treading. It's the course or direction in which a person or a thing is moving. And so over and over in the word of God, I just kept getting this in my spirit that there's a path of righteousness. And I had that really old song in my head. I'm not going to sing it. The path of the righteous grows like the light of dawn and grows brighter. But that there is a path that God has laid out for us and that we can be led and guided by the Holy Spirit to walk that path and have that kind of fellowship that we long for. Last week when I shared, everyone raised their hand that they wanted that kind of fellowship after the message. like, That's what we can have? Oh my goodness, I want that. Well, now today I'm laying it out for you. How can you have that kind of fellowship? How can you be restored back to that kind of fellowship if you got off? It's this path. It's this path of righteousness. Psalms 37, 23, the Lord tells us, the footsteps of the What? Righteous are ordered of the Lord, of the righteous. That's us. That's you and I, bought by the blood of the lamb. Our sins were washed away, right? And so we're righteous. We're made right in God's sight. And so now what is he doing? He's ordering our footsteps so that we stay on the right path. Why? He does not want anything to break the communion and fellowship that we have with the Father. Do you know how exciting Jesus' life was here on earth? He was here as an example, as a man for you and I, of someone who came here as a man and had the kind of fellowship that was attainable for you and I. He would only do what he saw the Father doing. That means the Lord would show him what to do. And he would only say what he heard the Father say. And that means on a daily basis, he would have this close fellowship with the Father to where he was showing him and he was uh, speaking to him what to do. Do you know that we can have that kind of fellowship? Jesus laid out a path for us to follow. And he says he would order our footsteps. Isaiah 30, 21, it says, your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way, or you could say, this is the path. Now walk ye in it. In other words, he's going to speak to you by his spirit. I mean, as little as um, where to go grocery shopping. He will speak to you. Why? Because there's people to see, there's people to meet, there's people to pray for, there's people to to pray for and get delivered and set free, there's people to invite to church. He He cares about every single person out there. And so, of course, if we are the righteous, if we are the ones who are supposed to be going out and compelling them to come in, then he's going to lead, guide, and direct our footsteps. How many of you want to be used by God? We all want to be used by God. We don't want to just hear his voice. It's an most, it gets you out of your comfort zone, but it's the most thrilling thing in the world for God to use you. It's the most fulfilling thing in the world for God to use you. But you have to let him order your footsteps. Amen? Amen. So it says, your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way, the path, now walk ye in it. Wherever you turn, whether it's to the right hand or to the left. So he's going to tell you which path to take, which also shows us that there's more than one path, right? Yeah, Yeah. there's more than one path. And he made us free moral agents. We have the choice to make. But he will tell us which one's the right one. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But you know what's really sad? Is that even though he tells us, so many, even believers, choose the other way. They choose the other path, which is what hinders their communion and fellowship with the Father. You know, every single day we have several choices to make, you know, whether it's watch this show or don't watch this show, whether it's walk in love or don't walk in love, hold unforgiveness or don't hold on forgiveness. Each one of those kinds of decisions are a decision of, am I going to walk on the path of righteousness that leads me closer to God and keeps my fellowship with the Father? Or am I going to le- go to this way, which are things that displease the Lord, which would cause a division like Adam and the Garden of Eden to my fellowship with the Father. And we all want the fellowship with the Father. That means we're going to have to listen to when he says, this is the way, now walk ye in it. And then we have to, of our free will, just like we accepted Jesus Christ every day, he says, choose this day who you're going to serve. Every day. You're choosing to walk a path of righteousness I'm thankful God's mercies are new every morning, okay? I know that, you know, I'm not kicking you out of the Garden of Eden for sin. God made a way where there was no way, okay? He said if we'll confess our sin, if we mess up and we confess our sin, we get off on the wrong path, that we can get right back on the right path, and he's faithful and just to forgive our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How do I know that? You can see it in David's life. God did restore unto him the joy of his salvation. God did not take thy Holy Spirit from thee. Why? Because he repented. Because he confessed his sin. He got back in right standing with the Father and started taking the right path. His fellowship with the Father was restored. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? For his mercy. So we need to follow this right path, this path of righteousness to please God. Every decision we make, does this please the Lord? Ask yourself, will this please the Lord? Will, Jesus is with me. Does he like watching that? Does he like the language that's coming out of my mouth? Does he like uh, what I might be harboring in my heart towards somebody? Yeah, maybe they hurt me. And yeah, maybe um, you know, I have a right to be angry. But the Lord said you can be angry and sin not, meaning you don't harbor unforgiveness. You can release them to the Lord, forgive them, and still walk in love. Okay? The rest is up between them and God. But we don't need to sin just because we've been hurt. God wants us to stay in communion with him. And he's leading us every day in a close walk and fellowship with the Lord. Remember last week, we talked about if we love him, we will keep his commands. That's what the Lord said. Jesus said that. If you love me, you will keep my commands. And then, he, this is the exciting part. He said, And then, me and my father will love you, and we will come and show ourselves to you. That's a promise if we will walk this path of righteousness and we will love God and we will keep his commands, he is going to reveal himself to us in an even greater way. It really just sounds like James 4.8. As you walk closer to me, I'm going to walk closer to you, and it's going to, he's going to come into vision for you. You're going to hear his voice more clearly. You're going to know his face more distinctly you you know, I've, I've heard people say, you know, I wish I could hear God the way you hear God. Well, first of all, the Lord told me he talks to each one of us differently because we're all different kinds of people, okay? So God might talk to you more in visions or one of you more in dreams. Actually, one time I was complaining because my husband has all these spiritual dreams and, and I was complaining to the Lord because I want more spiritual dreams. But the Lord's like, that's how I talk to him. Um, and so, Every one of us is different in that way. But it will increase for you as you draw closer to the Lord, however he talks to you. It's going to increase. He only brings us from glory to glory. He never brings us backwards. So if you feel that distance, he hasn't gone anywhere, but if you feel that distance, search your heart. Ask the Lord to show you if there's anything there that would cause a hindrance to your fellowship with the Father. Because it's not him that's gone anywhere, right? Because he said, I'd never leave you nor forsake you. So we need to get right before the Lord and ask him to search our heart. Jeremiah 6.16 says, this is what the Lord says. And this is going to happen to you every day, (laughs) not to scare you. But this is happening every single day. He says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads, meaning there's going to be paths every day to choose which one to go go down. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask the Lord for the old godly way and walk in it. What is that talking about? The path that Abraham, the path that um, Moses, the path that Adam, the path that Enoch and Elijah, these men of God that walked in this close fellowship, ask for the old godly way. Which way, Lord? Which way should I go? I want to just say this, that if our footsteps are ordered of the Lord, I think it's going to be pretty clear which way. Okay, But if you ever come to a crossroads and you're not sure which way, he says, ask him. Which way is godly, Lord? Which way is the way Moses would have taken? Which way is the way that leads unto righteousness? And we should ask him when we encounter a crossroads. We all know... John 10.10 says, the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So this path of righteousness is what leads us to that life and life more abundantly. If you're not experiencing that life and life more abundantly, then you need to make some adjustments in your life. It's not God's fault. His word has not returned void. It's a matter of getting on the right path. There's two paths in life. That's really it there's a path that leads to destruction and a path that leads to eternal life. One of them is broader than the other and may seem seemingly more enjoyable in the time than the other. It's the path of least resistance, it's the path of now pleasure. Or there's a path that's more narrow, but it leads to eternal life, but it also leads to that abundant life in the here and now. God's not just talking about then and there. He's talking about here and now. And so that's the path that he is leading us on. And so the thief, when he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, what he's trying to do is get you off the right path onto that path of destruction. Matthew seven thirteen it says, Enter in the narrow gate. Wide is the gate, and broad is the way or the path that leads to destruction, and sadly, many go in by that. Let me just say that that's not the path to heaven. And so really... God, when he tells us to live and walk this way, walk ye in it. When you hear, you know, which way, which way should I go? And and the Lord says, walk this way, walk ye in this way. Draw close to me. Don't go your way. Don't go the way of the flesh. He's really trying to direct you to heavenly places. He's trying to direct you to perfect communion with him. He's a good father. I don't know about you, but I, being a good mother or a good father, you desire to be with your kids, you desire the best for your kids, and you desire to not have that communion broken between you and them. You want to have good communication with them. And so you're going to have to be on the same path. If they go that way, then it's really hard to keep in communion if you're going this way. And it's the same thing with God. If we're headed down the wrong path, we're not going to hear his voice clearly. You might desire it, but if you keep on, test, test. If you keep on time and time again taking the path of least resistance, the broad path, then you're going to not hear his voice as clear as if you were to make a decision of your heart, like David restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Create in me a clean heart, Lord. I repent. I turn from that stuff, and I want to live to please you. When you take that path, it's restored. All of a sudden, you start hearing from God again. All of a sudden, you start having those dreams again. All of a sudden, you start having fellowship with the Father. I'm switching microphones. (laughs) Test one, two. There we go. There we go. All right. So God is so clear. I'm so thankful because sometimes we can be kind of dense, right? <laughs> he repeats himself. And even in in my life, like if I don't get it at first or if I don't sit down and study something and something's coming to my spirit, he'll say it for the next three days over and over and over again. And I'm thankful for that because finally when I sit down, I get a down And I mean, I seriously... This is how the Lord works. He'll just speak something to my spirit. Speak something to my spirit. And when I finally sit down and realize, okay, what are you saying here? All of a sudden, I could probably write a message in about 10 minutes. But it's not until I receive that unction from the Holy Spirit or that you know, download of, of that song or that word, what are you saying, Lord? And it keeps coming back to me. Then I get into his presence, and he downloads it like a computer. I just hit the button, and it's like pfft. But the Lord wants to speak to us, and I bet you anything if you get if you allow the Holy Spirit to create in you a clean heart you know i'm going to get off here, but I'm jumping ahead that's been my my heart's cry is what I taught last week is to have that kind of fellowship if lord if that's the kind of fellowship you created man and woman to have with you, and I was like we have gotten way off track and there's something in my heart, no matter how close I get, no matter how much I'm hearing from him, or no matter how much he's shown me, I still want more. I can't get quenched. I can't get filled enough. And we really should be that way because there's always more of God to be had. But as I look in the word and see the kind of relationships that you can have with the Lord, it should stir in us a desire to fellowship more. And so I've been asking the Lord, Lord, restore to me that kind of fellowship. I want what you intended man to have. That's what I want. That is my bar. That is where I want to go. And over the course of this last week, I have had, I want to say, like three dream visions. And each one of them, sadly, each one of them (laughs) were corrective to me showing me in my heart, and I'm wearing my heart in my sleeve here because I'm telling you I'm not perfect, (laughs) showing me in my heart where I might be off that would be a hindrance to him fellowshipping with me the way I'm telling him I want it. And so he's like, okay, here and here and here, make an adjustment. I'm like, oh. But how many of you know he corrects whom he loves? If I'm telling him, Lord, I want that, I want that, Lord, lead me and guide me by your spirit to have that kind of fellowship. In other words, I'm saying, Lord, lead me on that right path, the path of the righteous. He's going to say, okay, I'll lead you. And what is he going to do? He's going to show me what's in my heart. And I'm going to have to pray like David prayed. Lord, create in me a clean heart. Lord, renew a right spirit within me where I've gotten off. Lord, renew a right spirit within me. I just want more. I want more of your presence. I want more fellowship with you. I want what you want. And if you truly are being sincere, He'll show you where you're off. And you have to be willing to repent. You have to be willing to turn from it and get off that path that leads to destruction and on the right path. He's only leading you to Himself, He wants what we want. Restored fellowship. Can I see through my tears? Not really. 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Paul said, Be ye followers of me. <laughs> Be ye followers of me. Thank you. As I am of Christ. What was he doing? He was following a path that Christ laid out. What was that path? It was a path of righteousness and Pure fellowship with the Father. Jesus had unbroken fellowship with the Father. Why? Because he was without sin. He was without sin. How did he do that? Jesus said we could do it. He says, be ye holy as I am holy. How do we do that? By the power of the Spirit. By letting him lead and guide and direct you. By when you're at that crossroad, like the scripture said. When you're at the crossroads... Take the path that is the old, ancient, righteous path that he tells you to take. The path that Moses followed. The path that Adam followed for a time. The path that Abraham followed. Take that path. So Jesus, we know this, but James, um, John fourteen six, Jesus says this. I am the way. In other words, I'm the path. <laughs> the fellowship with me is the path. I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. No man can enter into heaven except by me. So if Jesus is not walking this path, should we be walking it at all if we want to go to heaven? No. Jesus is the only key into heaven. He's the only way. It's really sad that so many, he says it in his word, follow that path, that broad road that leads to destruction. It's not the way that God wants for his people. Every single person out there needs to know Jesus and they need to follow him. It's the way of the word. Amen? Be ye followers of me as I follow Christ. And Jesus says, I am the only way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. So as we seek him, kind of like I shared with you, he'll show us which path to take, or he'll show us what's hindering you on that path. And we have to be willing to let him create in us a clean heart. Purify, sanctify us. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not fun. Okay? But if we allow him to purify our hearts, we can have restored, renewed fellowship with the Father and go even further than we did before. And I want that. I want to go further with God. I want to go higher in the Lord. I want to hear his voice more clearly. I want to see more clearly what he has for me. Amen? And we talked about this last week, Jeremiah 29, 13. He says, If you seek him with your whole heart, he will be found by you. We should desire not be content with just going to church on Sunday. This life was supposed to be all about him. Our focus, our affection, our attention is about him. And out of that... If you seek him, it's like Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The righteousness is that path. If you seek first that path, you seek first him and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. Blessing, provision, health, healing, direction for your footsteps. Amen? I just keep The Lord just keeps showing me where he caused us to be led and guided by his spirit. And I just keep, um, every time I pull up to my house, every time I pull away from my house, um, every time I'm tucking a kid into bed, I don't tuck my teenagers into bed anymore, but every time I tuck my son into bed, I just give God glory and thanksgiving and praise for a healthy child, for putting us in a house when we didn't, couldn't. <laughs> Couldn't do it. He did it. God, that's the abundant life. And this may seem silly, but God gave me free boots. I'm not kidding. Free. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am serious. I wanted these boots. I'm just going to testify. Maybe somebody else will. So I wanted these boots. I wanted wedge black boots. And this may seem really silly. But God knows the desires of your heart, okay? Okay. And I looked everywhere online, and I found them only in two places, these specific ones, at Kohl's and DSW. Kohl's usually has all these coupons and stuff, so I was like, oh, I'll go to Kohl's, I'll get a coupon, whatever. But I look online, and in the U.S., there's not one in my size, not even to be shipped. And I went to DSW with my mom, and they had one in my size. I tried them on, I love them, but they were a little higher than I would normally pay. I look online to see if, you know, I could get them later or whatever. And so, um, yeah, so they didn't have any except for the one I was trying on in that store in the U.S. <laughs> so I actually left the store because I always think about things first. I just leave it there and come back to do it later if it's still there. Um, so anyways, no, I looked online, so they're not available anywhere. So I'm like, I know myself. I'm going to kick myself. I have to go get them, Um, you know. So, anyways, I went. I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to go back in and go get those because they're nowhere else in the U.S. (laughs) And I really liked them. And so, I went in, bring them up to the register, and I say, Hey, I have the app. Is there any like coupons or promotions or whatever? But apparently, my email has been hooked up to this thing for ten years, and I didn't know it. And I never knew that I accumulated rewards. And she's like, sure. And she goes, oh, now I'm giving away how much they were. She goes, there's three 20s and a 10. And I thought meant like percentage off. But no, there's three $20 coupons and a $10 coupon. Do you want to use them all? I was like, well, of course I do. So I got them for free. Free. I, I walked out and I was like, I feel like I'm, st- I feel like I'm stealing. But the Lord, I mean, he really ministered to me, I gotta say. He ministered to me. He's like, that's the abundant life. And not that you should expect free things all the time, but it's the blessing of the Lord that makes you rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Like, I am always shopping for a deal if I shop. And if I do something that is not within the peace in me, I feel bad, right? But that's there's no sorrow to getting free boots. <laughs> there's no guilt to getting free boots. And so I, that was just my little silly testimony. But that's what happened this week, and I just was like, I knew it was the Lord. I knew it was the Lord. And that's so silly. But whatever the case, God wants us to have, you can look, these are the boots. <laughs> um, God wants us to have abundant, Bless life, and i 'm not just talking material by any means i 'm talking communication and fellowship with the father, where you 're hearing his voice, where you 're not trying to trying to hear his voice, but you 're walking in his peace you 're walking in his presence. Um, I got to have fellowship with a friend for coffee this week, and uh, i don 't do it that often, but um, somebody had asked me from Revival who 's kind of been involved in stuff, and so I did and um she texted me afterwards and you know, here we've been talking about fellowshipping with the Father and all this, and um, it was so such a blessing. She texted me, and you know, I just feel like myself. But you know, as you draw close to God, it says um, the light grows brighter and brighter until the full day. And it really, if Moses drew close to the Lord, the glory of the Lord shines upon him so greatly that Everyone's like blinded and like put a veil over your face. The, the Lord's showing us the possibilities of what can happen when you fellowship with the Father, that you could really go out there and shine your light for all to see that your God is God. Anyways, we're just fellowshiping, talking about the Lord and talking about dreams and visions because that's just really where God speaks to her and stuff. And Anyways, I leave there and she texts me and she's like, and this was just so cool because it's what we talked about. She goes, you know what? That fellowship was so refreshing. I feel like Adam walking in the cool of the day with the Lord. And I was just like, wow, what a compliment. (laughs) But that's the way it should be when people fellowship with you, because you've been with the Lord so much that when they get around you, it rubs off, that they see the light, they feel the presence Amen? And so that's what God wants for us. He wants such a close, intimate relationship with us, a fellowship. He wants to lead, guide, and direct our footsteps. And guess what? He's never going to lead us down this path. So you might as well get it out of your mind that he's going to ever lead you down there and use you down there. He's going to lead you down the path of righteousness. That's where you're going to hear his voice. That's where he's going to show you things to come. Amen? God wants to use you. You let's turn to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Actually, Psalms um, 1611 says, You will show me. He's gonna show you. You don't even have to worry about, okay, am I following the right path? Am I doing right? He's gonna show you, and you're gonna get a on the inside of you if you've kind of headed down the wrong direction, back up and go down the right path. Psalm 1611 says, You will show me the path of life, you will fill me with your joy and your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. That's what I was talking about. Like I was like, wow. God, when he's pleased with his children, just like if we're pleased with our children, we want to be a blessing to them, right? We want them to have joy. We want them to have peace. And we want them to have everything that they need. And he tells us if we'll seek him first and his righteousness, he will add all these things unto us. He's not talking about then. He's talking about here and now. He wants his kids to be blessed. And that's what he's saying here. You will show me the path of life. And when he does, and when you take that path, you will fill me with your joy, your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. It's a joy to be in the presence of God. It's a pleasure to be at the right hand of the Father with Jesus, seated together in heavenly places. So how do we do that? We trust in the Lord. We lean on the Lord. We look to please the Lord at every, in every decision we make. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding, your flesh. But in all your ways, in everything you do, acknowledge him. In everything you do, you're wanting to please him. And guess what's going to happen? It says, and he will show you which path to take. There's two paths. One's going to lead to him. One's going to lead away from him. I know which path I want to take. And he knows which path he wants you to take. But it says, if you'll trust in me, if you'll seek me, you're going to find me. If you'll seek me with your whole heart, you're going to find him. If you'll draw close to him, you're going to find him. And you're going to also find the abundant life. I know we all love that abundant life. We've experienced it, right? But we've all also experienced the the lack of joy or the lack of peace or the lack of fellowship when we head down this road. So why would we want that road? We don't. Restore unto me. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. What am I doing? I'm showing you what to do to get back on the right path. Repent. Turn from that sin. Turn from that distraction. And get your sights on the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. In all your ways and everything you do, make sure you're acknowledging him, doing it for the Lord, to please the Lord. And he will show you the path to take. And then you can't make any excuses that you didn't know which path to take. It's going to be clear as day until the full day, until Jesus returns. He made it so easy. Why? He doesn't want us to get off track. He wants us to be fulfilled here on earth as it is in heaven. That's what he wants. He wants us to be blessed on earth as it is in heaven. He wants us to have the abundant life on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's turn now to Psalms 25. I'm going to read 8 through 12, and we're going to close with that. You can, worship team can make their way back up. Psalms 25, 8 through 12, says this. The Lord is good, and he does what is right. He shows the proper path, to those who go astray. So his mercies (laughs) are new. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. So if you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, he'll lead you and guide you and show you which path to take. He leads the humble in doing what is right, teaching them his way or his path. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all who keep his covenant and obey his demands. Hey, he's asking us to keep his covenant. He's asking us, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. You'll walk in love. You'll forgive others. You'll turn from sin. Amen? You'll fulfill the law by walking in love. If anything hurts God or hurts people, it's not love. If you're harboring something that is because of hurt, it's not love. So we need to release it to the Lord and invite the Holy Spirit to create in us a clean heart. For the honor of your your name, O Lord, I ask you, forgive me of my many, many sins. See, the reason David was called the man after God's own heart is he knew that he wasn't perfect, and he knew that he needed to repent and turn from those life of sin. If I'm going to follow the right path, I need to be able to be willing to take correction. I need to allow God to say, like he did in my dream, hey, are you ready? Are you ready to take the right path? Are you ready to have that kind of restored fellowship with me? Because that's what he said to me. I said, yes, Lord. I'm in my dream. Yes, I want that. I get deeper in the dream. He's like, that's where you're wrong. That's where <laughs> that's where you're wrong. Adjust these things in your heart. Show me you love me. Because he who loves me keeps my commands. So I woke up realizing he was showing me what i was really asking for is show me the path to take show me how to have that fellowship with you and he's like okay these are things that are hindering you and i repent it i confess any unrighteousness i confess anything that's hindering me and guess what you store you get renewed you get set free The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all who keep his covenant and obey his demands. For the honor of your name, O Lord, forgive my sins. Actually, he says, forgive my many, many sins. (laughs) might not just be one thing in your life. Like I said, I had three different dreams. Three. In one week. Well, thank you, Jesus. He's talking to me. But it's not what I like to hear. But... It's still Him talking to me, leading me, and guiding me to show me which path to take. Why? Because my heart's desire is to have unbroken communion and fellowship with Him the way He created man to have. Do you know that there would be, and this is what God intends, in this last day and age, there will be so many people walking the face of this earth in that kind of fellowship and communion, only doing and only saying what they hear the Father doing and saying if they will walk the path of righteousness. There will be power behind their prayers because there's no sin hindering those prayers. That's why God wants us to walk this walk because we'll be like Moses. The light and the glory of God will shine upon us. And God will be able to watch over his word to perform it. Why? Because there's no hindrance in our lives. We become, when we walk this path of righteousness, we become a ready and fit vessel for his use. People, this isn't a bring you down message. This is a lift you up message. He's setting our feet along the right path so that you can be ready and fit for his use for his glory to usher in his presence because jesus is returning he says he who loves me keeps my commands who are those who fear the lord he will show them which path they should choose it's still going to be your choice he's not going to make you take the right path every day he says choose this day who you're going to serve Who are those who fear the Lord? It's the ones who choose the path that he says to take. He says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To fear the Lord is to live right. To live to please him. Remember, we have to have a mindset of eternity. This life isn't about the here and now. It's about Living to please the Father. This life's going to pass away. In a blink of an eye, Jesus is going to return. Will he be able to say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with what I've blessed you with. Now I'm going to make you ruler over much? Is he going to be able to say, Thank you for following me and leading others also? We're responsible for the ones we lead. Are we leading them along right paths? Let's pray a prayer together. Let's pray like David prayed. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you right now. I know you're stirring a hunger and a desire in each one of us to have that unbroken communion and fellowship with you. I know we all desire, Lord, to be on the right path, the right path of fellowship, the right path of abundant life, the right path of joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. But Lord, just like you showed me, Lord, there's things in our hearts, in our lives that may be a hindrance, Lord, even if it's not sin, but it's distraction. Even if it's that we didn't hurt someone else, but we've been hurt and we're holding unforgiveness to you, that's sin. Father, I just pray today. Create in us a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within us. Cast us not away from your presence, O Lord, but restore, Lord, unto us the joy of our salvation. Restore unto us, Lord. Lead us and guide us along right paths of righteousness. Just welcome the Lord to say, Father, show me where there's hindrance in my life. Thought, word, action, deed, intense in my heart. Show me, Lord, where I might be missing it. I don't want unbroken fellowship. I want restoration to the fellowship with you. Show me those hindrances and I will turn from them. I just want to encourage you if God shows you anything, just repent right away. Lord, I, I didn't realize that's in there. Lord, repent. I repent. I turn from that, Lord. I ask for your forgiveness. I confess that I did that. I thought that way. I felt that way. I held that unforgiveness. Lord, I repent. Put me on this right path, Lord. Open my ears to hear, my eyes to see what it is you're showing me. Help me, Lord, by the power of your spirit to choose the right path every time. To choose to please you every time. Let me just say this, that every time you choose the right path, it's a victory. Rejoice. Rejoice you're presented with an opportunity to watch the wrong thing or or not watch that thing and you choose the right thing rejoice you're another step towards God you have a choice to forgive or not forgive and you forgive and you release it to the Lord rejoice rejoice hallelujah father I just thank you Lord right now reveal to us show us Anything that would be a hindrance to you, forgive us of our sins. I thank you, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, you said, if we'll humble ourselves, pray and seek your face, and turn from your wicked way from, from the wicked ways, Lord. You'll hear us from heaven, you'll forgive our sins, and you'll heal our land. You know, this is the beginning of revival us turning from sin, us turning from unforgiveness, us turning from hindrances that hinder us from walking with the Lord. Father, we do desire revival and revival starts in our own hearts and lives. So Lord, we pray, forgive our sins, revive, restore our hearts, our lives, our communion, our fellowship with you. Put our feet upon right paths in the name of Jesus. Just going to let him minister to you for a moment. you ever felt stagnant in your walk with the Lord or you're not hearing his voice, do a checkup. Do a checkup on your heart. Invite the Holy Spirit to show you where you might have gotten off hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. (sighs) I just want to encourage you, cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. If you confess your sin, he is faithful today, and he is just to forgive you, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He's leading you today. He's leading you along right paths. Lord, I thank you for restoring the fellowship, restoring the joy, the peace, and the presence of God in our hearts, in our lives. I thank you, Lord. We're going to hear clearer. We're going to see more clearly what it is you're speaking to us, what it is you're showing us. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, "Amen." I'm gonna welcome. <laughs> Come on up.